Yeah, so it's... Is that a, like, lucrative field? Uh, it can be. If yeah. I knew what lucrative meant. Lucrative, <laughs> like... I know I've heard the word before, yeah. but I don't know exactly what it means. I haven't, like, explained... There, you know, like, those words that, like, you know how to use contextually, right. but you don't know how to explain it? It's kind of like... It has a lot of potential to make money. Oh, then yes. Alrighty, baby, we're here again. Mondays are dope. You know the deal. And uh, I'm dope, you're dope. Also, my guest is dope. My guy, Kealoa, he's my neighbor from up the street, and he's a cool-ass dude. He uh, He's also what I've recently found out. Because I know when we met, you commented on my sneakers. Yeah. And then I seen you post some the other day. Forgot what it was, but they're bad, bro. Yeah. They're bad. You do, you do cool shit, man. You're into cool shit. So I thought, hey, let me get my boy in here. My boy, what's up? How you doing? Thank you, thank you. I'm doing good. Yeah, I I just recently got into sneakers myself, probably like two years ago, and they were Kobe Six Protros uh, All Stars. So I got exclusive access on the sneakers app, which that is word. Yeah. Oh shit, the sneakers app, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're uh you you follow the the movements and stuff. Uh, a little bit. I wouldn't say like I'm crazy about it. I just. I'm an admirer of shoes. Right on. I dig it. What you got on today? Today I got these New Balances. They didn't right even have a name. I just saw them on StockX and I was like, yep. Fire. The color combo is fire for sure. Thank you. Thank Hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. So uh, not only are you into sneakers, you're you're also uh, a creative yourself. You, uh, you're you an actor, my guy. When uh, so, so when did that all start? How did that, how did that come about? Uh, it started about like... I would say four years ago in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I was, I just graduated college with a degree in athletic training. So it's a branch of kinesiology. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was working as an athletic trainer, like being the, uh, basically a first responder to all like sporting events. And I was doing a lot of like youth games and stuff. Right on. And after a year, I was like, mom, this job is not going to be a long-term thing. Like, I, I don't think I could sustain this until I'm like 40, you know? Right. And then even then that's not even retirement age. Yeah. So, what, so like first responder, like at, like at basketball games and stuff, Yeah. you'd be hanging out just in case, you know, yeah, exactly. kid broke his ankle or something. Exactly. That's pretty cool though. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of like package them up and make sure that they don't, they're not in like life threatening, like, yeah, uh, they're not, they're, uh, hold on. Yeah, just making sure that they're okay. They're not yeah. going to die. Right, right, and right. And like keep them uh, stable long enough for like ambulance and EMS to come onto the scene and take them to the hospital. Or if it's not bad, I can do like a minor treatment and send them back to playing. Right on. That's cool. Was that a – I might I might have gotten this confused. Was that in San Diego? That was in San Diego. Okay, are you are you from San Diego or did you just go move down there for a little bit? I was born and raised in San Diego. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. So I born and raised there. I went to uh college there and then I stayed there for like what? 4 years after I graduated 
college and then I just moved up here to LA last year. Okay. Like, right before the pandemic, like shut everything down. Yeah. I, like moved all my stuff in and then like we weren't allowed to go outside. Man, that's gnarly, dude. That's pretty gnarly. And uh, it's crazy that how how we met too. We met pretty early in the quarantine. Yeah. So it must have been like right after you moved in, right? Yeah. It okay. Was like, I would say it was definitely like one week before things like shut down, shut down. Oh shit! Yeah, we had that uh, Ray's social distance barbecue. Right. Yeah. 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 Shout out Uncle Ray, man. You know he's he's one of the coolest dudes. Yeah. Like, I because I've lived I've lived here. I mean, I've gone and come back, uh, but since '99. So, like, I went to elementary school right down the street. Uh, preschool, all, or actually, no, I went to preschool in like in Alhambra, but you know, I've always been on this blog. Even when I moved out, I was still coming back. Like I moved out when I was seventeen, but you know, this is where mom and dad are. They're they're across the the complex and stuff. So, um, you know, I came. I, I I've always been around here, and the neighbors. This block has never been super neighborly. You know, like there there's a. Uh, like now there's cool there's some people and I think a lot of it has to do one with Ray and two the the couple that lives across the street from me. Uh oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about the guy with the beard and the wife they got that front lawn. Uh they the one that do the balloons. Uh no 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 so <clears throat> on that side of the street but uh directly across from me. Uh no I haven't met them. Oh, okay cuz they walk around and they're they uh they they talk to Ray and they talk to some of the people further down the street, but we never had that up until like maybe a couple years ago. Oh, nice! And like I remember my mom, she started saying hi to Ray just because you know he was always outside, yeah. hanging out, posted up, and uh, she started waving. She would wave at him, and then she found out it was like Ray because I think they met at like the parade or something. Mm-hmm. And after that, I whenever I drove by, I'd always wave, say hi, and uh, one day he he like waved and he went like this. So I was like, oh damn! So I pulled over and he was like, <laughs> hey man, so. You know, you always coming by and, you know, you always saying hi. So I figured, hey, I got to figure out, I got to know this guy's name. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I live down the street. Uh, my mom was the one that always says hi to you. And he goes, oh, is your mom the one in the black SUV? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Now I know who you are. So now I know who I'm saying hi to. <laughs> and then after that, it was it was gold. Yeah. After that, it was gold. I'm having a barbecue for my birthday. Come through and then, boom, brother. You were like, hey, are those are the six rings? And I was like, wait. Everyone always says, bro, what kind of uh, concords are those? Nah, nah, like, that's nah. usually what they ask. But you're like, rings. oh, the six rings. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, hell yes, brother. Those, so, are, those are pretty easy to spot out just because they have like the. Everything on yeah. them. Yeah. It doesn't look or even though it has that thing on it, like the concords, there's so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I've even had some guys say like, hey, bro, who who customized your concords, bro? And I was like, oh, nah, dude, what? these are six rings. <laughs> he was like, oh, Okay. Well, that's what's up. And I was like, like, you know, if people are going to come, like, I don't know too much about shoes. So, like, I don't really comment unless it's like, hey, nice shoes. Or if, like, yeah. Jordan's A, bro, Jays are sick. Nice. Or, hey, bro, the forces are clean. You feel me? Yeah. That's, like, the extent of it because I don't know, like, oh, I'm not going to call out a name of a shoe unless it's a Chuck. You know <laughs> what I mean? No, I feel you, bro. And that's actually, like, I've noticed that in a lot of life, actually. Like, if I don't know enough about a subject then like i'm not afraid to ask somebody like yeah yeah like what kind of shoes are those like i've never seen that before yeah and i feel like that opens up a conversation so much easier than hey bro cool this that's that's not what it is bro oh now we're in this awkward (laughs) awkward situation where it's like uh can we be friends or should i leave you know Mm. 
it all it all comes to this like i uh my dad has really instilled this in me he's like coming from a mindset of learning yeah right yeah dude yeah learning always learn mm-hmm. always want to learn because there's always new shit to learn that's yeah. that's why i like podcasts so much i think mm-hmm. you know when i would start listening to to him because you know all these people who are on them because i started with like joe rogan's podcast because they had steve-o on yeah and um, i was like oh yeah. shit like i only know steve-o wild boys i only know joe rogan fear factor let's see what's going on joe rogan yeah fear like factor. that was the, yeah. the and it was like episode five something and I was like, yeah, this is the Fear Factor guy fucking talking to Steve-O. Sick. I love Steve-O. And then hearing them talk, I was like, oh, they're kind of talking about a whole bunch of shit. I didn't know about this going on over there. I didn't know about how this makes this. That's fucking crazy. And then from there, I got into it because, you know, like, you can learn so much from just regular conversation. Yeah. And then even if you're not directly in that conversation, I've always been a fan of, like, talking, like, late night shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I like listening to people talk and stuff. So, and then like how you, what was the word we use? Lucrative. Yeah, lucrative. Like I love hearing new words and then like trying to figure out, okay. Like I've heard it plenty of times, but it's, shout out the UE Mega Boom, our official non-official sponsor, making an, making an appearance in every episode because I always forget to turn it off before I hit record. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, learning, learning's fun. Learning's fun. Speaking of learning, you've, uh, you've been doing some classes during the Q team, huh? I have. I have. Um, so right when I moved up, it's so weird because like all classes shut down. Right. And like nobody was doing in-person classes and everything was over Zoom. And I was like, if everything's over Zoom, I could have just stayed in San Diego and done this. So yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was high key whack. Mm. But um, yeah, I I had a lot saved up from working in san diego i had like a few thousand dollars thankfully i don't have to pay rent anymore well like i voluntarily pay rent Mm -hmm. to my parents yeah yeah so shout um, out mom and dad all it it feels good to help out you know it does yeah it does so i mean i had a few thousand dollars saved up i i was also getting like some unemployment right on i was like well i mean i would have been making this money working anyways yeah um and I put that like all towards getting my acting pages up, like uh, nice my IMDb, my actors access backstage, um, like LA casting, and then uh, towards headshots, to, uh, new headshots, and then um, my yeah my classes. Yeah, that's right what on, man. <laughs> Good for you, dude. Good for you. That's a I love hearing people talk about how they invest in themselves. Cause you know, like I have buddies who are like, Oh yeah, bro, stimulus check, better go get tatted. <laughs> I'm like, all right, sick, like cool. Like, no, I'm not knocking the homie at all. Not knocking the homie at all. But it's the same homie that's like, oh man, I've been trying to do this DJ thing. You got a stimulus, bro. Buy a real buy a real program now. Stop using this uh this cracked Mac yeah. that <laughs> oh, like no. you have to keep plugged in. And it's it's like a 2012 no. Mac, like my guy. This is yeah. this is your time, but you want to get tatted. But you know, some like talking about you know I, I had the savings, I moved out here, but everything shut down. Hey, I'm gonna do me, mm-hmm. make it happen. That's dope, man. And the uh, the acting has always been like I don't want not a not a total like ooh I would love to act, 
But I guess like in comedy, you know, doing skits, stuff like that, being goofy, it's it's always seemed like so much fun. But I've my biggest thing is I can't get over the camera. Like yeah, seeing the camera. Yeah, you're not the only one. There yeah. are actors. That yeah, that that, that I know that's a huge thing. And uh but like is a uh, so in what you've done, has how how did you like, you know, get comfortable and when you when you first started out? Uh when I first started out I was lucky enough to get connected with this girl, Monroe Hayden. Mm-hmm. And she's just been guiding me and like mentoring me for since I've met her. And it was funny because in her series, I was only supposed to be like a one or two episode. Oh, thing. really? And then I ended up staying for like two seasons. And then she let me like write, direct and produce and star in my own series. Oh, nice. Yeah, was... Okay. Good. That's dope though. Your own series? Okay, we good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, she uh, she let me, like, take the reins on, like, a second season of this other series. It did not turn out too well, but um, it was a great experience. And then just, like, figuring out what it takes to put a series together. And it definitely takes the stress off of, like, oh, yeah, it's just me and the camera. Yeah. Because you realize how much more is going on. Right. You know, like, if this is the only job I have, I can relax. But um, also, just what I've uh, what I've been learning is the more you lock into what it is that you're doing and being present, the less anything else around you matters. Right. So, on. like, I can like I can lock into a conversation with somebody, like e- either in real life or in acting, and then nothing else in the world matters. It's yeah. basically we're in like a four by four room. You know? That's cool. Hell yeah, man. Just get in the zone. Yeah. And then mm. I'll let the cameraman like worry about my angles and stuff or the director. Right. Yeah. You're there to do your job. They're do their, they're there to do their job. That's yeah, a lot of theirs in that, in that sentence. Yeah. I think you used <laughs> all of them. I think so, huh? Yeah. Hey, get at me, Webster. <laughs> get at me. Come, uh, I, I, I could use another check. You feel me? Um, but that's cool, man. That's cool. I've, uh, so like, I've recently become a little bit more comfortable with uh with like going live on Instagram and stuff like that. Um I think it's because I can see myself. And oh, I can yeah. laugh at myself enough and like, you know, cuz I'm just I'm just here to have fun, be goofy, you know, I'm a silly kid, so I can enjoy seeing myself, but when I have to just look at a camera, so like I do a Patreon, I have a Patreon, uh, another oh, podcast do. on Patreon, and uh that one I film and you know, usually bef- if I was, you know, doing a podcast, I would just go live and throw it up on IGTV. But now I'm just filming it and I don't want the front facing camera. I want something just a little bit better. So I'll use the regular camera on my phone and that's how I'm, I've been filming it. And it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I guess it's, it's different. Cause like in acting, you know, you're looking at something, you're not supposed to look directly in the camera unless you're Deadpool. Um, but like, it's such a trip. I find myself looking down a lot. Because I don't want to look directly at the camera, but it's been, it's been fun trying to like become more comfortable and then knowing that, you know, there's only, I mean, my Patreon isn't, isn't super popping and then I know everyone who's on it. So like I, that's kind of like my, where, where I'm trying to find some comfort in it, but it's, I've always admired people who can just be like, just turn it on, get in the zone and boom, I'm John now. The fact that you're like 
the fact that you have people supporting you on Patreon is huge because if your friends are like paying money to support you, that's like got to be such a great feeling. You know, man, I'm I'm blessed. I've got some I've got great friends and you know, even one of them who who's on there. I didn't I didn't even know he was still following me. I didn't know he was we were still in contact. Um because his name on Instagram was Mode- it's Modelo Time Fu with underscores. So I was like, all right, sick ass dude. I'll follow him back. And then uh then I get a message like, oh hey, um I'm gonna do the or so and so uh is a new subscriber on or is, is a new pa- is your newest patron on Patreon. And I was like, what the hell? I sent him a message and uh, he was like, Oh yeah, bro, I've been watching on on Instagram, it's funny, like I like when you do this, so yeah, bro, why not? Uh, I love to support the homie. And I was like, dude, crazy. Like, I appreciate you so much. And like, keeping it three, I don't have a lot. You know what I mean? But it, it's so cool to know that homies are down. You know what I mean? Yeah. That friends are friends are down and, and that at least they're enjoying the content. Because if I can get three of my friends to, to enjoy it, I'm pretty sure I can get three kids in different cities. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just that's, that, that's what I, because I know I'm pretty niche. You know, number one, as much weed as I smoke, even though I try to not make that the image of Mondays are dope. I mean, it's in the name and it is a double entendre and I thought it was cool, like at first. But like, you know, a lot of people think that it's just a weed show. So like now I've been really trying to make it more like talking about, you know, the the initial goal of this was just talking about people in entertainment. You know what yeah. I mean? People that were in and around entertainment or just, you know. A lot of people that I grew up with and that are friends of mine, they worked at Universal Studios. They worked at, you know, uh, Warner Brothers Studios. Like, oh yeah, I'm uh my mom was uh was a was a cleaner, so I started uh driving a golf cart for like concessions. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. So like, yeah, I see I saw Ryan Gosling last week, blah blah blah. And you know, when people outside of like LA or like even California, when they think California, all they think is LA. Yeah. They think of those 500 square blocks of just Hollywood, glitz and glamour, Beverly Hills and all that. And but dude, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> isn't it crazy how gnarly it's gotten down there? Oh my god, bro. Like I so moving up here from San Diego, I like I've seen my share of homeless people. Right. But homeless people in LA and homeless people in San Diego are just different. Oh yeah. Like it, the best way to explain it, the homeless people in San Diego they're they're more like scared or ashamed that they're that they're homeless mm-hmm. and, like it's so sad like but um we have a ton of programs and churches and stuff that do a lot of homeless outreach to try and get them back up on their feet oh that's and cool it's awesome because they're just so grateful but like when i moved up to la and i met the homeless people up here I don't know about giving people money anymore. Hey, they're aggressive. It, Some of these people uh, are aggressive. Yeah. I mean, if it's out of my safety and protection, then I'll probably give them money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, but um, yeah, dude, like it's not smart to approach homeless people here. Like even in two or three, like you'd probably mm-hmm. have to have like a pack of people if you wanted to go help them out. Yeah, so you got you got to make, sure. make sure you're, you're – yeah. You're you're good, cause yeah, it gets pretty gnarly out there. Like my uh, my cousin, she's a cop, okay. And uh, she was like, "Oh, dude, I had to go down to Skid Row. Man, shit was crazy. I've never felt so unsafe. Like we, like our family's from East LA. Like that's where we all grew up. We weren't we weren't allowed to go past the McDonald's. Uh-huh. You feel me? Cause like there's other people on that side. <laughs> 
And it's like the Lion King. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, to hear her say and like her her pops is also a cop and like, you know, they weren't always living in you know, in, in the nicer parts of town. So for her to say, Oh man, it's I've felt more scared there than anywhere else. Like I've I've never personally gone through it. Like I've walked by the tents and stuff like that, like in downtown LA. Um, like more towards like the fashion district the toy district stuff like that yeah. i haven't been like to the actual skid row like that that corner block over by homeboy i don't think you should yeah <laughs> i i've avoided it so heavily bro and to be honest i don't even really mess around too often in la like as close as we are and people you know all they think about is la hollywood yeah. i don't really get down there too often and it wasn't until i started paing that i even honestly would go past the 134 because yeah. before that there was no reason to you know what I mean? Like everything was right here, San Gabriel Valley. Mm-hmm. Like East LA was the furthest I, I'd go, but I can just get there through South Pass. You know what I mean? So it's been it's been interesting seeing the drastic change, uh, or not even drastic, because like it was already pretty gnarly. Yeah. It was already pretty gnarly, it's like but a chronic creeping yeah, towards exactly worse getting worse. Exactly, and like e- there's even little tent pop ups here in Pasadena now. I. I haven't seen the Pasadena ones, but... Over by the new Home Depot? Have you been up there? I haven't been out there yet. Shout out the new Home Depot. I didn't even know we had a Home Depot until like a couple weeks ago. And then my mom was like, oh yeah, it opened in like January. I was like, what? We got a Home Depot? I mean, I don't build shit, but shout out. Home Depot is actually like a great place to work. Like I have a few friends from San Diego. They like graduated high school, didn't go to college, went Uh to work at Home Depot. And now they're like, dude, they're set, man. Right on. Hey man, it's hard work. It really is. The thing about Home Depot, it's like the Walmart of construction. It is. I like Home Depot. Or like Target of construction. I like that type of stuff, work with your hands. But uh, going back to like the homeless stuff, like I work at a golf course in Arcadia is my survival job. And there's like this fountain at the, like next to a playground. It's just, um, that's where homeless people camp out. And like they don't have tents, but they just Mm -hmm. sleep there on the benches and stuff. Right. And then I talked to another friend who lives in Pasadena as well. He was walking his son and a homeless guy just started yelling at him. And he was like, I don't know how safe I feel walking my kid around now. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. Especially like things got so wild in L.A. You know, things I mean, even though there was the problem before, it was real subdued. There was a couple homeless like, you know, regular homeless people around here. And there was Skid Row. But now that Skid Row has spread everywhere. And like when when I moved up here at first, or when I started working at the golf course, what my coworkers were telling me was that the trolley going like from the city out uh, out east to East LA, mm-hmm. they started like letting people travel for free. And that's how we got homeless people just yeah. hopping on and then coming out here and that's how it's spreading yeah it's gnarly man and you know i've even heard uh rumors about like even prior prior to all the uh you know coronavirus stuff um a lot of homeless people were getting dropped off in santa Ana. oh man and because uh, i was working at a club down there or i was promoting for a club down there and um they were saying like oh yeah like if you go to mcdonald's before the show cool don't go to mcdonald's after the show Cause it's just homeless people in the parking lot around it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, word, like, that's crazy. That's just where they hang out. And he goes, dude, like it's pretty close to the police station. And that's like a lot of 
uh, LAPD, Anaheim PD, they just drop homeless people off down here. And they, because they're, it's more laxed out here and people, they don't really, the cops don't really, you know, mess with them too much down there. So let's go drop them off. It's sad, dude. It's sad. Ah, man. It's hard to talk about problems that you don't know the answer to. Or right. Not it really is. Find an answer to. Yeah. 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 It's gnarly. So let's get off that. Still yeah. in San Diego, though. Petco Park, even though Padres, that's the only time I'll speak their name the rest of the podcast. <laughs> but Petco Park is cool as shit. Petco Park is cool as shit. If you haven't been to Petco Park, that is, well, Padres, you know, as everybody should know, have been bad for a long time. Uh, I mean, we've had some legends come by like Trevor Hoffman and Tony Gwynn. Um, and then until recently, Tatis and Machado. Right. So um, San Diego had to find a way to get people attracted to baseball. And what they did is they basically turned Petco Park into like its own mall and playground. Yeah. So, um, and then, which was a good idea because the Chargers left and... I think they kind of had that in mind when they were building, when they were first building the stadium. They're thinking like, "Oh yeah, I never really thought about that." Yeah, so I think, I mean, we Spanos is hated in San Diego, and people are still fans of the team, but they're not fan like nobody's a fan of the Spanos family. Mm-hmm. So, I think what the city was thinking was, how can we get people to come watch a baseball team that is mediocre to bad? And then, like, be able to survive without the Chargers. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to make this the nicest ballpark in the U.S. And, like, if you've been there, like, close to Sunset, man, San Diego Sunsets are unreal. They really are. So. Um, Whenever I go down yeah. there, I always go to Sunset Cliff. Oh, yeah. That's actually, like, right where I went to school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Right yeah. on. Point Loma Nazarene is, like built on sunset cliffs and there's a there's a dorm called young hall and you literally just walk off the property down the like down the cliff and then you're at the beach where people like surf dude no way subs and abs yeah that's cool it's insane like the fact that that's there yeah the cool like the la beaches even like like the beach town vibe it's so tough because everything's so metropolized, I guess that would be yeah. the best word to use. Yeah. Like in the beach areas, everything is so – there's there's a Forever 21 at every beach. There's a – you can get sandals, new clothes, yeah. all that. It's more of a, like a shopping destination, all these beaches and like, oh, yeah, there's a beach. Um, or the ones where it is just a beach and no shopping, like there's a man-made river in between like some, you know, the – what are the houses called where they build them all the same? Uh, complex. Uh, yeah, just like that. Yeah, yeah those yeah. huge areas of just mass housing that they just put up a bunch of houses and sh- mm-hmm. d- development houses. Oh, okay. So like those. Um, you know, in San Diego, even if there are shops, it's still beach towny vibe. Oh, it, yeah, it's like sure. I'm still walking through the set of Jaws, because <laughs> like I mean that's it's a it's a weird yeah, comparison, yeah. but like Jaws, that was like beach town. Yeah. For you sure. know, even like you know, dazed and confused, they went to the beach and they were you know those kind of beachy you know guys there's no real i mean i i think like what what was it called the little that little town isla isla nublar 
whatever, wherever, I don't remember. wherever shark, I usually shark tail, like remember. or shark tails, jaws, <laughs> yeah. wherever jaws was. Yeah, I usually remember details like that, but I just can't. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm good. At, I'm. I can't tell you most of what was told to me in high school, but useless movie knowledge, mm-hmm. fun facts. I got that. Have you? You're a movie guy. Have you seen this? This before the blockbuster game. No, I haven't. Dude, it's crazy. That looks amazing. Here, look at the back of it. Oh, I didn't mean to push the button. I guess that's just going to run now. But it's like a it's like a fun movie trivia. Quote it one word. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And then like you go up in teams and then you have to collect like a movie from each genre. Shoot, I just want to change pretty... stuff. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Here, I think it, yeah. Oh, shoot. Here, I'm going to flip the switch in the back. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, it's a cool ass game, dude. It's a cool. I totally was drunk last time I put it away. <laughs> so that's why it was still on. But dude, I love movies and like movie trivia, shit like that. That's always been my jam. So, like my mom uh, used to work at a at a like a video store. Uh, when uh, when she had me, uh, I would go to work with her sometimes, and it was crazy. We always had like you know. The we we had this huge uh like Disney it looked like a display stand it would spin and stuff and it was what they had at the at the video store but we had it in our room and it was just full of of uh, VHSs so we always had movies and like I was getting somewhere with this somewhere <laughs> some about trivia some about trivia hey it, oh I was getting back to IMDb like we I would love going to IMDb and like you know the little fun the did you know or the movie yeah. trivia. That was always fun, but uh, I forgot to address it earlier. So you, when you said that you uh, started working on your your por- portfolio, would that be the best way to describe yeah, it? The portfolio, uh, they say like your package. Package. There you go. Right on. So like something like that. And uh, is that? I didn't realize all that was like you have to you do it yourself. Uh, for the most part, yes, you do. You do do it yourself. There are some managers out there who will help guide you through yeah yeah yeah, um there's this one manager in particular her name is wendy elaine wright and her whole goal is to teach actors how to do the business side themselves because once you do the business side and you get that all taken care of people see that you're serious about uh this craft and they're like well they can do business so now all and obviously they can do acting because they love to act right otherwise they wouldn't be trying um and yeah she's just trying to get people connected and make uh great artists and once you take care of all the all the little things all the details then you can focus on your real craft that's dope yeah it's such a like it's such a cool thing so i was taking her course the hollywood winter circle which I highly recommend. And yeah, I've been learning how to market myself and how to make myself more presentable and to let people know that like I'm about this life. Right, yeah. yeah. Like I do this. Yeah. Like and honestly, it's paying for the first thing that is the hardest. Because it's like man, this is like some websites are like a hundred dollars a year or something. Mm-hmm. Like hundred and fifty and one seventy five. And I was like, shoot, like, do I really want to pay like that much money? And I for sure have had that much money. Yeah. <laughs> like for years. And I just never did it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But then once I bought that first thing, I was like, 
I could easily find like 175 within a year. To, yeah. Like, oh yeah. Re up this subscription. So I like, I I think I paid for like three or four different sites, and I was like, that was nothing, and it like didn't even make a dent in my bank account. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. And I was like, dude, I yeah, I was telling my friend, I was like, it's that first one that is the hardest, and then like once I did that, it encouraged me to pay for more classes, and then once I like. When I finished my first class with, uh, her name is Amy Linden. I'm still in class with her. She's phenomenal. I was like, oh, okay. So this is the amount of growth that comes from going to a class. And I was like, well, if all I got to do is keep paying for classes, keep showing up and doing the work, then I I think I'm going to be on a good track. Right on, man. That's cool. You know, a lot of people don't realize the, you know, we were talking about earlier, the investment. Yeah. That it really takes to be able to do this shit. Because, you know, even people who came from nothing, they had the one thing that's always a part of the story is you have to save up and at least get a piece of the pie. You have to get you have to get a plate before you can eat. You know what I mean? You have to bring your own plate, you know, empty or closed mouths don't get fed, you know, so like you have to bring a plate and it's a lot of people just, you know, that's such they, a, they want yeah. a plate handed to them. Yeah, that's such a good, like, analogy. I've never thought it. It just that. came to me you right know? now. Honestly, that, I was pretty impressed, but I tried to, like. You want to eat, you, come, you bring a plate. You got you to gotta bring funny. a plate, man. B-Y-O-B. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, dude, that is, that's so true. Because, like, even in San Diego, there are so many great actors. And there's so many people that, like. They have what it takes, but they're so comfortable in San Diego that it's like, if you just take that leap of faith, like, dude, you could make it up here. Yeah. And like, there are people like way better than I am and they have been doing it for years. I'm like, you got to do this, man. And I actually have a friend who's um, working his way up here. So I'm excited for him as well. That's cool, man. A homie homie from San Diego? Yeah. But then also, I mean... And that's not just exclusive to San Diego, though. I don't mean to, like, bash on San Diego actors because there's so much talent down there. But, like, even in L.A., mm-hmm. there are people that are thinking they're working hard, but they're they're not putting in that true work. It's you know? crazy, man. You know, just like uh, – I'm, sure I'm sure other people have talked about it. There's, there's a more known name for it. But, like, I call it L.A. athletitis. Where you come to L.A. and it's like, you know what? I'm here in L.A. now. I'm an athlete. I'm getting a lot of money. I don't got to do shit. Manny Ramirez was a, a great example of that. <laughs> you feel me? Who, el- who else has fucked us like that? Manny Ramirez is just the big one. My biggest gripe. And, uh, you know, shit like that. And, you know, especially people, you know, like I work I work in hip-hop. I work in music a lot. Uh, so a lot of guys who come from, oh, yeah, I came from Arizona. I'm from Michigan. Like they're out here working thirty times harder than a kid who literally lives, you know, ten miles away from all this cool shit. And you know, yeah, oh yeah, bro. Like my friends are friends with famous people, but you're not doing the work. Every like just like the athletes, it's, everything just is supposed to come so much easier now that you're in LA. Mm-hmm. And I definitely realize that because my, uh, I mean, I threw cool events like I threw rock shows, stuff like that, and. I always thought it was really cool, but it was because of the, it was more of the community um, involved in the scenes that I've been a part of. 
where I've realized, you know, if I just tried a little bit harder or like really pushed myself as much as, you know, guys that are coming here from, they had a club night in Arizona or a club night in Wisconsin that was doing great. So they came over here and they're just hustling their very hardest to, you know, have a show once a month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was lucky enough where being from LA, I had a buddy, hey man, we can do this, we can do this here. Oh, okay, cool. Boom. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, once that kind of fizzled out and then I was completely on my own because when I wanted to start doing this comedy thing, you know, I realized how much you have to really work because, you know, even though I loved music and stuff, like comedy, that's, I've always been a fan of it, but it's, it's now become my favorite art form. Mm -hmm. And I, because of how niche it is, it's so easy to kind of, you know, not really think like, oh. Let me let me try to write a joke today. Let me try to do this. Let me let me write a knock knock joke. You know stuff like that. And you know when I first started, I realized how I realized it because I would tell myself, "Oh yeah, I'm going to write that down." And then I just wouldn't do it. 2 weeks would go by and I wouldn't touch my notebook, but I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, like I'll do it just waiting for it to happen." And I realized, "Fuck. Just like these LA athletes, I'm just over here waiting for something." And then when the quarantine hit, um I had my first booking like March 3rd, my second booking when I really started, you know, like after I started getting things serious, I was like, Fuck, hell yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to get paid to do comedy like sick, 20 bucks, yeah. but I'm getting paid to tell dick jokes and fart jokes for five minutes. Like sweet. And then the quarantine happened. And I, that's when I told myself, you know what? If you want to do it, you got to keep doing it. You got to work. So I do two podcasts a week. I write every day. I make sure that I write every day. And it's that I'm 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 bringing my plate. I'm 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 gathering the plate. I have the plate, and now I'm just trying to figure out how to get some food on it. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you for sure. And like nobody, literally nobody is safe from that trap. Yeah, because like this literally just happened to me the other day. Like um, I had an audition, but I had a really good week in like my acting class. And I was like, okay, I'm chilling. Like I got this. Now nah, I can do this. And I got. Like, I got cocky. Mm -hmm. And then I did the audition. And I was like, wow, that was terrible. Oh, man. Like, like, that was so, so unbelievably bad. I felt awful because it's such a good story. And I was like, man, I really want this. But obviously, I didn't want it hard enough. My dad makes this comparison. I asked him because we both love watching surfing. Like, love oh, watching sick. the World Surf League. Hell yeah. Um. And every Brazilian surfer knows how to get to the air and do like these insane risky moves. And I asked my dad, I was like, how come these guys like can do this? But like, we don't see that as often, like in places like the U S or like even Australia or Hawaii. Right. Like, uh, and he told me cause these guys surf because they're hungry. They're literally hungry and yeah. surfing is their Whoa. only way out of poverty. And for some, like for others, it could be like the Dominican Republic baseball is their only way to put out. food on the table. It's the only way out. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then. I never thought about that. Yeah. So I was like, I wanted to apply that to my life. And I said, mm -hmm. am I, am I chasing this profession? Like I'm starving. Like I, <laughs> I come from a very good family and mm -hmm. like we are very well off. I've never like had to worry about anything my entire life. Yeah. Yet I'm not like I can still work 
as if I'm starving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the kind of thing that I want to start doing more of. And in high school, what I realized, and my dad pointed this out as well. My brother is a college athlete, so he points this out too. He said, we're, we're always talking about this. There are kids that show up to practice and do great. Mm-hmm. But there are kids that show up to practice, do great, and then put in work on their own time. And that's yeah. like, I can show up to class once a week. I've been doing that for like years. Mm-hmm. But what comes between those classes? There are six days of the week where I'm not in class. Yeah. Right? And then like maybe I'll have like a like a web series or something that I'm shooting or a short film that I'm shooting. And that's like maybe one or two other days. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing those other five, you know, during yeah. the week? And that's the kind of mindset that like I want to tap into is am I putting in that work on my own time where I'm like obsessed with this grind? Yeah. Dude, hell yeah, man. That's cool as shit. You know, and it I love seeing that in people. I love seeing like that drive and that want cuz even, you know, you're, you're still working. It's it's, it's it's a pandemic. Even if the EDD was going to run out, given the way things are in a week or so, it's going to renew because it has to. You know what I mean? But you're you're working because you're hungry. Yeah. And I mean like it's discipline. My like a friend of mine posted this on Facebook a while ago that like Everybody works 40-hour weeks, or like typically. Mm-hmm. The, general pub- the general public or population works 40-hour weeks. And then I'd probably say, and then we can give them like an hour commute each way. So 42 hours of that. And then they broke down the amount of sleep that you need and stuff. What are you doing between that time? Like are you on your phone like watching like TikToks or uh posting on instagram or doing whatever and like that's fine if that's what you want to chase but i mean are you really chasing your passion yeah so that's a that's a huge reminder to me every single day to keep me accountable they're like yeah i'm tired from work but i mean i'm not nearly working as much as people that are like in like below the poverty line right Right. and I, i i have the resources and the opportunity to grind my way up the ladder. So I need to make sure I'm doing that. Hell yeah, man. And that's and that's going to take you all the way to the top, brother. Yeah, that's how you get there. Yeah, man. Exactly. That's, that's the dream. Right. Hell yeah, man. When um when did you So even though you you, you said you went to college and then you you went to it afterwards, when did that first like kind of thought cuz I'm sure the first time you thought of acting wasn't, you know, after that job, when was the first time that you thought, hey, that looks like fun? First time I thought, yeah, that looks like fun. Uh, I said this earlier. I was talking to my mom about it. And I was like, this is not the career path for me, like this athletic training stuff. Um, she recommended that I try acting because my sister is an actress. Um, she's taken a little bit of a hiatus to play college soccer, but she was like, yeah, you would probably really enjoy it. So she connected me with Carrie Scott in the rehearsal room in San Diego, which I highly recommend to everybody who is looking to get into acting and is serious. I took a few classes, was terrible, and then 
I saw him do, or he showed us a performance, or showed us a performance. He performed a scene from Shakespeare. And, like, as funny as that is, because we were supposed to be, like, training contemporary, we were just doing, like, a... What's, what's that mean, contemporary? Uh, Like, modern day. Oh, okay, stuff. okay. I don't even know if I'm using that right, but I'm hopefully, hopefully <laughs> hoping I use that right. Hey, you used it. I, ca- I couldn't have used it at all, so <laughs> you're doing better than me, bye. Confidence. Confidence gets you a long way. Hell yeah. Which is not always a good thing. Hey, but you but know what, baby? In situations like in... Like in entertainment, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. I actually got a DJ gig that way. Oh, my God. I don't DJ. I've never DJed. I just pulled. He was like, hey, can you do music? I said, okay. And I made a Spotify playlist and made it happen. You feel me? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Continue. Um, So we were taking a break from the regular work we were doing, and we took a week to work on Shakespeare because we should be well-rounded and grounded in history of where our craft comes from. Right. Um. I dig that. And, I dig that. Yeah. I haven't thought of it that way, but I dig it. Yeah, Carrie Scott is an actor's actor. Like, that guy loves acting. And it's beautiful to watch and inspiring. But um, we did a scene, and it wasn't very good, like, as a class. And then he's like, here, let me show you what I'm talking about. And he performed the scene. And, dude, that was when a switch flipped inside of me. And I was like... Oh, that's what it means to be an actor. Dope. Oh, it was, yeah. From that that night, I remember specifically. I remember, like, who was there, what we were doing, what we were talking about, and, oh, man. I, I even remember the clothes I was wearing. Really? Yeah. That's how you know, man. That's yeah. cool. I got goosebumps. Yeah, that I was, got goosebumps. That that's was a- the moment. Wow. That's cool, man. That's really dope. That's really dope. What what was the guy's name? Carrie. Carrie Scott. Carrie Scott. That name is that a is that is he a known actor? I would say that like. Is he an, is you, he a famous guy? His I think his like most famous thing that he would say is uh, making the grade. It was okay. like an eighties movie with. Because uh, the name definitely sounds Judd, familiar. Judd Nelson from the Breakfast yeah. Club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right on. He did a actually. Yeah. I got a computer. Right here. Forgot about the Carrie Scott. You know, yeah. I forget about that all the time. Like when people, I still live like it's 2004. And I, if I ask someone like, hey, I heard about this and this. You know what that is? And they're like, nah. I'm like, I guess we just don't know. <laughs> I I recently tried to, you know, stop living my life that way. Look it up in the encyclopedia. Exactly, right? <laughs> hey, excuse me. Let me, which edition is it? V? Hold on. Scott. S K or S C S C O T T. Right on. Carrie Scott. C A R E Y S C O T T. Okay. Um there was a chick that came up. <laughs> the funny thing is I think I don't know if he No, he he would be fine with me saying this. His like his real last name is Fisher. But you okay. can't be Carrie Fisher. Yep, I... that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you can't. I don't think you can be Carrie Fisher. You can't be Carrie Fisher because there's already yeah. Princess Leia. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a tough one. That's funny. You uh, you like Star Wars? I do. Right now, I, I like Star Wars. Was I liked? I I did like some of the last six movies. Um, uh, not so much uh the trilogy, 
but the one-offs. Okay. So like Solo, Rogue One, those were yeah. sick. Right on. Yeah, um, Solo was my favorite. Yeah, but my favorite, <laughs> funny enough, my favorite franchise is actually uh, the Fast and Furious franchise. Really? Yeah, I learned that in, um, or I've, I think I've watched like Tokyo Drift in Fast Five. And those were the only, like, Fast and Furious movies I saw. But then in college, um, one of my roommates was like, yeah, we're just going to watch every single one, one night at a time. And then we're going to do that with Star Wars one night at a time. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what marathoning is like. I love it. Yo. do you Are you still friends with that guy? Yeah. Stay friends with that guy forever. Yeah. That is, that's some cool friendship to do. Like, I would... Do you like incense? Uh, yeah. I like incense. That's some cool shit to do, man. Like, marathoning movies and shit like that. That's, uh, that's my favorite shit, dude. Like, with, uh, I remember when me and my girlfriend started dating, we did that with Star Wars. Oh, dude. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, bro. Like, I love that shit. But Fast and the Furious, I actually got a funny Fast and the Furious story. Um, I went to McDonald's. Totally thought I could blow hard enough the first time. Guess not. Uh, but uh, there it is. Um, but I, I so I went to McDonald's once, and it was when uh, the first one with the rock in it. That was Fast Five. Okay, so that one. So it was around that time. So they had Fast and Furious toys at McDonald's. I didn't know this. I was just thinking, let me get a kids. Let me let me get a chicken nugget meal or a mighty kids meal. You know, uh, with with this uh mcchicken i'll get two mcchickens and a, and a kid's <laughs> meal you feel me and uh came with the toy i was like cool because if i ordered a combo i'm getting large fries larger drink for sure you feel me so i was like let me get a kid's meal and then make up for my large fries and large drink with an with a mcchicken I'm, a, I'm gonna stop you right there because like in my head when when i was a kid like getting large like combo meals was like a sign of luxury to me oh dude <laughs> Dude, yeah. See, once like, I started making money, I was like, I can do large. I can eat all these fries. Yeah. Hell yes. Like as a kid, I was like, like my friend's parents would order a large. And I was like, you guys are rich. Yeah. <laughs> like if my parents ordered a large, all four of us would share it. Yeah. You feel me? Exactly. Or we'd all get like just a little bit. Yeah. yeah no, I totally feel you. Yeah. The large, fr- growing up, it was crazy. I even remember um, uh, Super Size. Super, yeah. super size. My mom, uh, she said, yeah, if we went to McDonald's, like your dad would get a Big Mac combo supersized and then we'd get like, you know, six chicken nuggets. We'd give you three, your sister three and oh, I'd get no. a cheeseburger. We'd all share the fries and then me and your dad would share the soda and, you know, maybe he finished the soda. Or we had the soda the next day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Because yeah. I don't remember. I don't pers- like physically remember like uh seeing that happen but i remember us all sharing fries all the time and i was like oh it makes sense like you just get one giant fry but yeah man as soon as i started making my own money and ordering my own food i was like oh i'm gonna get a large baby yeah now we up here now yeah now that i'm making my own money i go to chipotle i was like not even a question at the guac okay here we go but tell me about hold on no 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 we're getting right back to chipotle because i meant to bring this up i meant to open up with this we got to talk about that burrito Oh, listen yeah, to me, brother. I saw that burrito on the gram this morning. And at first, like I, I seen the, I seen the bags and I was like, all right, cool. We live right down the street from both of those. Like, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do that. Yeah. My lady wants this. I want this. Cool. Let me get some of the, some from there though. But then, I see what you did with the you t- you undid the bowl. Is that I'm assuming was this the you know what actually no, walk me through your process after All you right. took the picture of the two bags. Okay. So, so my dick's already getting hard. I got to stop talking <laughs> about it. So this actually uh, originates from a show that used to be on Toonami on Cartoon Network. Hell yeah! Shout called, out Toonami. It was called Megas XLR. Okay. It was about these two guys from Jersey. They get like a space robot and. They're they're Jersey guys, they're bros. And there was this commercial for like I don't even know what it was. It was like a cheeseburger with like pizza inside, like all wrapped up in a burrito with some like bubblegum ice cream like filling or Whoa. something like that. And I was like, What the heck? But I was like as a teenager, I was like, This is amazing. Right. So throughout my life I've tried food combinations of that sort. Not not to the extreme of adding ice cream to it. Right, right, right. I've I've wrapped burritos in pizza before. Um, I have like when I go to cookouts, I'll put hot dogs inside of cheeseburgers, stuff like that. Um, and then there's this thing called the McGangbang. Which I'm, I'm familiar, familiar with that. With I, I've heard it. I don't know what yeah. the combination is though. I don't know if. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, this can't just be a San Diego thing. Like, I'm I'm sure there are other people that know about this. But what you do is you order off the dollar menu a McDouble and a McChicken, and you just stack one on top of the other, and that's your McGangbang. Hell yeah, dude. There's a, there's actually a McGangbang Deluxe where it's you get a Whopper, or no, it's a Whopper. Um, What's the thing? A Big Mac. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You get a Big Mac, and then you get an original chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. And then that is the ultimate, or that's the, the McGangbang deluxe. deluxe. Holy shit, that is yeah. crazy. So, with my burrito, I, I've actually, I've, like, tried to be better about what it is that I eat. Um, and I've, I've, like, tried, I've, like, toyed around with, like, some vegan stuff. So in at Chipotle, my typical order is like a burrito bowl with a tortilla on the side. I get uh, brown rice, black beans, fajitas, veggies, um, sofritas, and then pico de gallo, corn, their, guac, lettuce. Their, their sofritas is good. Dude. Yeah, yeah. The little soy, the it's little delicious. soy riso stu- situation, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. it's good. So uh, you shake that up, and you have like leftover. When you put that filling into a tortilla, so you have a burrito, so you have a burrito, and then you have a little bit left over for just a snack. Right on. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something a little different tonight. I got two tortillas on the side, and I put all of it into the tortilla to make a bigger burrito. But I also got seasoned fries from Wingstop to create a vegan California burrito. And then I rolled that up, and let me tell you, I don't know if there's any going back from that. Wow. Dude, okay. I love food. Food is like my jam. I get down in the kitchen. I'm actually working on a cooking show. Okay. And when I saw what you did, I was so inspired. Because I've never been brave enough to do stuff like that. 
Oh, dude, why not, man? Like the the epic mealtime stuff. Like that oh, that's almost guys. what that was. That's I mean, it wasn't no, 14 those, sandwiches yeah. with 18,000 pounds of bacon. Those guys know how to live. Those guys. Whew, let me tell Yo, I don't watch porn. I watch Epic Meal Time. You feel me? Like, that burrito, when I saw the construction of that, and then the way you layered those tortillas, I didn't know. I've been living my life under a rock, bro. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, there's a. And the I got physics that of that was crazy. Yeah, I got that inspiration from. They do one in Vegas where they have like four tortillas and they just like, oh man. And I was like, my goal in life is to eat that. <laughs> yeah. Where's but that I, at? I, um, I don't even remember. I saw that when I was like 12 years old on TV. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. So, um, I'm going to take you to a place uh, in LA. It's called uh, El Tepeyac. El Tepeyac. You ever, heard of the, you ever heard of the Hollenbach burrito? I have not. Chili verde. Rice, beans, guacamole. Okay. And sex on top. More chili verde. <laughs> it's amazing. It's okay. so good and it's huge and it's proper Mexican food. Okay. Proper Mexican nice. food. I mean, that is one thing about San Diego. So I'm going to ask you about this. Coming from LA, my sisters live in San Diego. So whenever we go out there, the general consensus, unless you know a spot, because you, if you grew up down there, you might know something we don't know. We're, we're transplants down there. LA Mexican food is unrivaled with San Diego Mexican food. Yeah, it's worse. No way. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is okay. This is what I was hoping for to put to put me onto some fire in San Diego. Okay. Because my sister's gonna listen to this one. Yeah, for sure. You go to Ortiz's Taco Shop in either Point Loma, PB. You can go to Adalberto's, which is also in. Okay. Um, Adalberto's. That was. That's in Point Loma. That was our decided. That was our determining. It's Alberto's, L.A. Alberto's is, oh, my God. I got to take you to Alberto's. I got to take you to Alberto's. If That's ours up here. It's not It's not Alberto's. It's at Alberto's. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, we have Alberto's, Alfredo's. So when we were down there, we were like, okay, we hope they're related. You feel me? Because we haven't, uh, we've, been, we've been on the hunt for some good Mexican food. That yeah. was the most recent spot we wanna, went to. If you want, like, that, so that for me is like, that's like, Good Mexican food on a like that's just fun. Yeah, you know if you want legit like tacos and stuff, you got to go down to like San Isidro and like where's that at? Oh, okay. So you just go further south. Word. Which just makes sense because it's right next to the border. Yeah. <laughs> See that I haven't done yet. I haven't been that far down. There's a there's a place called Taco Stand in uh, Encinitas. Okay. Incredible street tacos. Taco um, Stand Encinitas. And then there is a secret spot, and I would have to ask my friends about this because I've never even been there. Because apparently it's like kind of in the hood, but like uh-huh. everybody knows that spot. Yeah. But I grew up sort of like central San Diego, or even like northern San Diego. Okay. So this this taco shop is like way too far for me. Okay. So I, yeah. I don't even know about it. Right on. That's but, what's up. Yeah. They, um, there was a Cotijan right next to my house. I would go there every, like every week after school. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. That was a good spot. But dude, I've had, I've had LA Mexican food. I'm, I've yet to be impressed. All right. Where have you gone? Uh, all I've, 
I haven't even tried that many places. Local, right? I just tried. Lo- yeah, local Rosarito's. Okay, garbage. Rosarito's. What's we'll you garbage? I tried that. Uh, there's like this food truck taco stand. Which that, one? It parks next to like Vons or Chase Bank. Okay, I'm going to put you on a, a much better taco truck on Fair Oaks. Okay. Fair Oaks in California. All right. Um, Like right past, uh, or it's like right across from Public Storage. There's two okay. of them. There's a red one. I think they're called Pasadena Tacos or 1987 Tacos. Um, his cousin or his brother owns um, uh, El Taquito across the street from The Hat. Have you been to this one? I've been to The Hat. But okay, I, so I across from The Hat. Uh, whew, let me tell you, that's that's the taco spot. Rosarito, that's the one by like In-N-Out, right? Uh, yes, it's near, it's like next to the Taco Bell. Funny enough. Go go sushi? Yeah, yeah. Don't go there ever again. Yeah. You want fast Mexican food? Um go you can go get some tacos down there or even Chiquita Bonita. It's a little further I've down. Heard of that one. Let me tell you, bro. Proper Mexican food. Proper Mexican proper. food. Proper. Okay. Like that's the closest to like what my grandma would make. That's the closest to what my grandpa cooks. Like don't worry, baby, I'm gonna take care of you. You want some good Mexican food? I'm gonna bring you to the spots. I don't know, man, because like my friends. Like parents would cook like uh-huh. carne asada, right? Like they would, they would just straight up cook carne asada, and then we would have, and then I went to my friend's bachelor party across the border, and we went to Rosarito. Oh, okay, yeah. And like, we went to like shops down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes exactly the same as like my friend's parents cooking. There you go. So good friends. Hell uh, yeah, man! Like that's I think that's the my favorite part of like you know growing up Hispanic the. The food, because mm-hmm. let me tell you, tacos, tacos and sushi are my are my two favorite things. Like I can eat tacos all day long, I can eat sushi all day long. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, don't matter. But hell yeah, I'm I'm excited that you've only been to trash Mexican food spots <laughs> around here because I'm gonna take you to some good ones. Well, I'm gonna stop you there because San Diego doesn't have trash Mexican food spots. No, no. See, all right. We're gonna have to see. We'll have yeah. to see. Like literally, like literally anywhere in San Diego, like Adalberto's only has only has chicken and beef. Adalberto's? Yeah, they all they you can't get El Pastor there. I don't even know if you're going to the right one because I've had El like I haven't had El Pastor there, but yeah, I'm not a big fan of El Pastor, but uh, uh, Adalberto's man, those guys do it right. Yeah, I what did enjoy you- their taquitos. What do you the judge taquitos it off were of giant. You judge it off tacos based off tacos, or are you based the on- the meat by on its own and the beans. Okay, so that might be what separates because nobody in San Diego judges any taco stand off or taco place off of beans. Well, or the beans would be the Mexican food in general, uh-huh. but like the for the taco spot, the meat without salsa. Meat without salsa. Yeah, how okay. how the meat tastes without salsa okay. or without toppings. We do it as. So we do it as like a total, total package. So the taco, like the entire preparation of like the tortilla, the, like the meat, and then also what they put on it, which mm-hmm. is typically cilantro and. Right. Japan, cilantro and onions Sibuya. and stuff like that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, man. I don't, the, I guess, I, I guess because my grandpa's so picky, it, it kind of instilled in me if the, if the meat doesn't taste good on its own. We gotta go see. Gra- we'll just go see grandma. Yeah. We'll just go see grandma. You feel yeah. me? So that, 
I don't put salsa on my tacos very often. Oh, no? No. You're not a spice guy? No. Okay. I Just feel be, you. Well, not only that, but, like, the meat's so savory. Ah, like, I feel you. It almost dampens the flavor. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. See, I, I'm a, I'm a big spice guy. Like, I, um, I have the last dab from Hot Ones. Have okay. you seen that show before? Uh, I'm not interested in, like, spicy food to, like, burn my tongue off, so. No, I, I feel I you. I feel you, yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's a cool, it's, it, it's a fun show when the people like DJ Khaled, his whole character completely went away. He uh, wasn't major key, all that shit. It all went away and he was just struggling. It, it's, uh, it's been funny to see people like break down. I'm such a baby when it comes to spice. So I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Like ketchup spicy enough. No, uh, I'm just no, I feel you. No, I feel ketchup you. Ketchup is not spicy. <laughs> no, um, let the record show. Let the I record eat pepperoni. <laughs> I'll hey, be okay. We'll we'll be doing fine. Spicy sausage on a pizza. We're, we'll we'll be okay. Man, that's funny, man. Well, dude, I'm stoked to take you to some places. Um, I'm stoked to. What was the? There was a taco. El someone in. There was a taco spot that you brought up. Not Albert. I had Alberto's. The other one. Ortiz's. Ortiz's. I'm Ortiz's. stoked to try that one. Oh man! And then there's. And there's even one like by my grandma's house, and I don't even think it's like a chain. It's just like its own shop. It's called uh, Del Rios or Don Rios. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also another th- when you were saying like, what do you base the Mexican? F- if they do asada fries, if they do California burrito, that's of, not a it's not a real Mexican food spot. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually base it off of people's California burritos. Ah, uh, see, I feel like that's such a yeah. San Diego thing. The California burrito, that's such a San Diego thing. Yeah. So yeah. Because I mean, that's a that's an entity in and of itself. Yeah, it's the perfect combination of carne asada, guacamole, and like pico de gallo. Pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the French fries. That's such a, like fries. I've never had French fries in a burrito. Well, that's that's why I made my uh, creation. Hell yeah! It's because I was missing San Diego. Ah, see, I can see that. I can that that for sure. You know what that? It's like fajitas, like Texas. Fajitas aren't really Mexican food, but they're fucking delicious. Stuff? Yeah. I can imagine that a ca- I've never had a California burrito before, so I can imagine. I mean, it looks bomb. I love guacamole, but I think it's that it's my grandpa in my head. Oh, uh, dude! Once you have a Cali- once you have a good California burrito, you're like, this is the perfect package. See, I gotta break away because I'm all into all that shit. Like, I like I love Asian food. I love Middle Eastern food. I'll fucking mix things up. Yeah, but I've never. But something about. I gotta get over my uh, I gotta get over Biases. my traditionalism, on the, for for the fun. One, gotta go have some fun, get some yeah. fries in my bur in my burrito. One thing that um, uh, I meant to talk about this earlier when we were talking about Patreon. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and like your friends supporting you. My my idea, or I'm trying to post more on Instagram and be more active on there to like get my name out there. You know, and right? It's just nice to have my friends like supporting me but if i can get one person to react to my story to where they're like dude that was sick or like that was hilarious or whatever what have you then i'm like okay i did my job one person thought it was funny enough to like reach out to me yeah exactly like with this last one i had like four or five people just like dude hell yeah man insane so i was stoked dude yeah that was cool that was quite an epic uh an epic situation Definitely got me thinking. I'm, I'm gonna give the French fries and the burrito a shot because I have not like. I've been thinking about. It. I sh- I showed my girl. I was like, "Hey, look at this shit. 
Yeah. Fuck, check that out. Like, I think I'm going to have to try a California... It's exactly what I told her. I think I'm going to have to try a California burrito from somewhere. Yeah. Because that is legit, like... It's funny. I did, That was the one detail I skipped. When you were like, what do you base it off of? If they got... um, Yeah, the carne asada fries or the California burrito, it's mm-hmm. not authentic. But, shit. Neither is deep fried cheeseburgers or... Well, the fact that burritos are so thick. Like, I was talking to my friend um, from college and he was like... No, my grandma makes legit burritos mm-hmm. where they're like tiny. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like these like these are Americanized. Like, yeah, for all sure. Of this is Americanized. Yeah. So, um, hey, shout out the big burrito though. It does yeah, the job. It that, really does. That sometimes four small burritos that you're served does not. It does not. <laughs> so um and then I, I will also say, like, making that kind of like saga mm-hmm. of things. It's a different type of skill to be able to talk to a camera by yourself versus acting. Because, like, when I'm acting, I'm, like, I'm in a moment. I can talk to somebody. Or even when I'm improvising, like, I have people to work around or, like, things to talk about. But if it's just me and a camera, I don't think that I'm necessarily interesting enough to, like, take up people's time like that, you know? So I think that might be where you're you're struggling as well, where you don't look into the camera as much. Mm, yeah right on no i feel that i feel that yeah i gotta focus on the just whatever just being funny i that i, I gotta so. find my i gotta find my moment i gotta find the moment to get into the game the, yeah, the switch I, honestly i have no advice for you because i i'm not good at it <laughs> no i feel you like, I, I hate uh that type of social media stuff it's so hard it is man and how you were talking about you know trying to post more on instagram i've I post so much, dude. I hate it. I hate Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like my personal Instagram, my my lady would tell me, she's like, hey, people are going to think we broke up or that you're dead or something. You got to post something. Yeah. I was like, all right. I hit the story. I'm Boom, trying to hit the story. Yeah. I'm trying but, to go for quality over quantity. So I'm. Yeah. Like when I post something, it's a big deal for everybody. But like you said, you can't go too long without posting. Right. Yeah. But it's been it's been fun trying to learn trying to trying to navigate social media because I've noticed that since I've been more engaging and since I started doing all this, it just grew. Oh, like nice. I think before the quarantine, bro, I think I had like two hundred followers on my, and then I've grown four hundred followers, Dude, like man. just from doing this podcast. Dude, that's sick. So, Wait, so you're you're at four hundred now, or you're at 600? no? Now I'm at like I'm 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 at six. Yeah, I think at, like I just hit, I just broke six. Congratulations. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm still having around like four hundred twenty five or something like that. Yeah, man. You know, it's 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 gnarly, dude. It's really gnarly. And like, you know, hey, a, a brick a day. How you were saying, if I can get one person to react, a brick a day. Hey, Yesterday you laid five bricks, baby. You feel me? <laughs> Yeah, yesterday was a yeah. good day. You put down five bricks and we're on our way. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's all you got to do. Trying to peel the just a few at a time. Exactly, man. Exactly, and uh, yeah, uh, you you got anything you want to plug, brother? Um, the IG or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, if you if you want to hit me up on IG, it's King Aloha, K I N G A L O H A, and it's a play on my name, K Aloha. Yeah, just King Aloha. Right on. So, um, that's pretty much the only thing I got. Hell uh, yeah, man. If you want to check out skysoftentertainment.com, that's where, uh, my early stuff was, um, spelled exactly how it sounds, Skysoft Entertainment. And then, um, I was part of this really cool short film about World War II, um, 
and the 442, which is specifically Japanese American soldier uh, unit. Um, I got to be a part of that. That's on ekbfilms.com. I-K-E-I-B-I films, F-I-L-M-S dot com. Right on. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. Maybe we'll hit it off. You feel free to DM me. Just talk. Hell yeah, yeah, man. I'm always down for a conversation. Well, cool, dude. Hey, I'm going to take you up on that because I'd love to have you back. Oh, for sure. This was a really easy, you know, hour that we knocked out. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't even realize, like, I don't even know how long we've been going, but I know that when I lit the joint last time, it was a thing. I'll be honest. I got a little nervous because the screen went out and I was like, it's not supposed to do that <laughs> for a little while. But, um. Totally lost my train of thought on that. Yeah, that was a super easy hour, though. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You know, because there's been times where, like, I've had people in here, and I'm like, shit, it's only been 30 minutes. Oh, what? <laughs> like, it's only been 30 minutes, oh, and, like, no. I'm really trying to, like, pull teeth. You, you, you're a lot of fun to talk to, man. And, like, for Thanks, the first man. time we met, I thought you were a cool dude. So, Thanks, if, if you'd like to do this again, door's always open. I would love to. We'll, we'll see what the future holds. Well, hell yeah, man. To. We'll see what's going on, brother. Much love. Uh, hey, you guys, make sure you're drinking your water. Fucking, I know you're thirsty out there. Ain't no way you're partying any type of way. Dehydrated, baby. Always stay moist. Water's essential. Be water, my friend. That's a great way to end it. Hell yeah. Dig the down the big belly man. Let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go.